Hello and welcome to today's Allen & Overy podcast. My name is Rafi Alos and I'm a partner in our London office and I'm joined by Tina Kamale, a senior associate from our Brussels office. We both specialize in pharmaceutical regulatory law and pattern disputes in the pharmaceutical sector. Today, we are going to discuss the draft proposals for a major revision of a pharmaceutical law in the European Union that have been published by the European Commission. We are going to have a new directive and a new regulation under these proposals, and there's a lot of change to happen. Tina, what proposal stands out for you? Well, so the proposals to change the length of regulatory data protection are pretty fundamental. And to understand why the innovative pharmaceutical industry that brings such new medicinal products to the European market is so disappointed with this proposal, it's important to keep in mind that regulatory data protection is in fact a very reliable form of protection compared to patents and SPCs, which can be challenged in court. And so it's estimated that around one third of the products approved in the EU relies on such regulatory data protection. Yes, uh, I can see that the standard period of data exclusivity is proposed to be cut from eight years to six years. The EC claims that this remains competitive with other jurisdictions, such as the US and Japan. How is that? So the standard period will indeed be six years, but there are new incentives that could in fact bring the period back to eight years, or theoretically speaking, even more. And so the proposals focus heavily on the concept of unmet medical need, which is a new definition included in the European legislation. Medicinal products that address unmet medical need will be entitled to an additional six months of regulatory data protection. So it's fair to say that with this proposal, it's clear that the EU doesn't want to keep incentivizing and rewarding the development of what we call Me Too products, which in essence bring nothing really new for patients. And what is the definition of unmet medical need for this purpose, Tina? According to the Commission's proposal, a medicinal product addresses an unmet medical need if at least one of its therapeutic indications relates to a life-threatening or severely debilitating condition. In addition, there cannot be another product authorized in the EU for this condition, and even if there is one, this disease should be associated with a remaining high level of morbidity or mortality. And the final condition is that the use of the new product must result in a meaningful reduction of such disease, morbidity or mortality. There's a lot that has been and that can be said about the definition. First, the current definition is rather narrow, as it, for example, does not seem to apply to potential incremental innovation or to an improvement to the quality of life of patients. It's also interesting that in this proposed definition, the Commission only refers to medicinal products through its concept of therapeutic indications and not to, for example, diagnostic or prevention methods. And so it will be interesting to see whether this was a deliberate change compared to the leaked version of a few months ago or whether this will actually still be changed. It's of course challenging to come up with a concept so crucial that is both flexible and predictable at the same time. And hence also why the Commission has indicated itself that further interpretation will be necessary. And who's going to provide further guidance on the definition of this concept? It looks as though the EMA will set some guidelines and they will also organize a consultation process with stakeholders, which could also include industry representatives. So companies could potentially have a say in this definition. I know that there are two additional years of data exclusivity proposed if a product is launched in all member states. So that could bring the period back to eight years. But this seems like a quite controversial provision. Yes, I agree. I think this is 
rather controversial, and I'm not even sure that everyone within the European Commission itself agrees with it. The point really is that companies decide where to launch their products uh, based on a range of commercial factors, which includes, for example, the size of the market and the price that they can achieve for their products. And pricing is very much a competence of member states, and, and member states have different ways to organize their health systems, and so also their tax and social security systems that pay for the medicines uh, that patients can then access. And so this proposal looks to me like it is liable to interfere in pricing and reimbursement negotiations at member state level. Um, and eventually, I'm also not sure that the outcome will also lead to more access for patients, as ultimately this will depend on national pricing and reimbursement processes. And I think it's important to stress that it's essentially making it very difficult for companies to launch their products in all member states, as it is a burdensome process to negotiate pricing and reimbursement decisions with each and every member state. And while small and medium-sized uh, companies do get an additional year to comply with this obligation, I believe this will be still be very difficult for them to launch in all European member states. I see. So, so larger companies will now have two years to launch their product in all member states in order to achieve this additional two years of exclusivity. And SMEs will have three years. Um, it seems to me as though what we may end up with is a situation where member states with a high GDP will pay higher prices to subsidize member states with a lower GDP who will be able to negotiate prices that previously would have been unattractive pharmaceutical companies in return for the reward that those companies get an additional two years of exclusivity. Yeah. I think, I think that's a correct and fair analysis. Um, and important to add that the commission draft still allows for the possibility of member states to waive this requirement of launching all uh, different European member states in their own judgment. So it remains to be seen how this specification will play out in practice also. So there are quite a lot of changes to regulatory data protection. Is there anything that stays the same? Yes, there's a few. Um, so the additional year of data protection is still available if a new indication is approved for a product within its period of data exclusivity. Uh, the two-year market protection uh, period stays the same and the six-month pediatric SPC reward also stays the same. I noticed that orphan products now will only get uh, nine years of market exclusivity as standard under the proposals, um, with that rising to 10 years if a product addresses a high unmet medical need. What's the concept of high unmet medical need? Well, it differs from the concept of unmet medical need. And so to meet the condition of high unmet medical need, an orphan product will need to demonstrate that it brings exceptional therapeutic advancement. And it must also so result in a meaningful reduction in disease morbidity or mortality. Um, and it's important to add that the proposals introduce also the concept of a global orphan marketing authorization to prevent what the commission sees as the potential for evergreening orphan exclusivity. So this is, again, very much in line with the global marketing authorization concept that exists for RDP. It's interesting also that it looks like orphans with an SPC or patent that qualifies for an SPC will be able to claim the six-month SPC reward for completing pediatric studies. And that, that seems to me quite valuable in many cases. Yeah. I don't think it makes sense, though, as most orphans nowadays are brand products rather than repurposed ones for which patents are expired that were contemplated under the old legislation. So this is actually a good change. 
There's also a proposal to harmonize and broaden the BOLA provision, I see. Yeah, indeed. The European Commission has adopted a broad definition of a BOLA type exemption. And so it basically means that companies will not be faced with patent infringement proceedings if they, for example, use patented products to test for generic, biosimilar or hybrid marketing authorization applications or for health technology assessments or pricing and reimbursement applications. And so any activities necessary for offering, manufacturing, selling, storing, um, purchasing such patented products will also be exempt. And so third party suppliers and service providers are also covered by this exemption. Um, but where the Bowler exemption remains limited is that it does not extend to the same activities concerning innovative products. And such activities are exempted in many member states and could continue to be exempted as member states can keep a broader exemption. So that's an important addition. Switching gears and, and moving to antimicrobial resistance, I see an interesting new provision introducing a transferable data exclusivity voucher linked to the approval of a new antimicrobial. The emergence of resistant strains of bacteria and fungi has been a worry for legislators for a while now, and the commercial rewards of launching a highly specialized antimicrobial to be used only in rare circumstances are not attractive enough to stimulate significant research and development of products in this area. What does the EC propose to do? Yeah, so if a company is basically successful in obtaining a marketing authorization for a new type of antimicrobial, the European Commission will grant a voucher for one year of data exclusivity, which, and this is interesting, can be used on any product in the company's portfolio. And so a qualifying antimicrobial consists of either a new class or with a new mode of action or addressing a multi-drug resistant or serious and life-threatening infection. Um, and what's important to note is that the voucher can also be sold to another company or to be used for any of their products in the first four years of data protection. But important to note that the voucher system will only uh, be valid and will cease to be valid either 15 years after the new directive goes into effect or after 10 vouchers have been issued, whichever comes first. So it basically means that the commission really tries to incentivize early movers here. It'll be interesting to see whether companies are able to take advantage of that. And if they do, whether they use it themselves or there becomes a market for these vouchers. What else catches your eye, Tina, from the various proposals? So there is also a new provision that will require companies to make public on a website any financial report they have received from a public authority or a publicly funded body um, in order to conduct any R&D activities um, for a marketing authorization for a medicinal product. This is um, something that was broadened compared to the leaked uh, draft that came out a few months ago and really concerns any R&D activities for the marketing authorization of a medicinal product. And such information will need to be audited and kept up to date also. Okay, and running in parallel with all these changes, there's an overarching intention to simplify and streamline the regulatory journey for companies. The EC thinks that this will save them both time and money, as well as getting innovative products to patients more quickly. Yeah, and so the Commission has also indicated that the efficiency gains made here will in fact also offset certain losses for originators. And so just to give you an example with respect to orphans, Originators are, according to the Commission, predicted to have a 614 million euro gross profit loss. But the Commission mentions in its memorandum that such loss will be offset by savings due to regulatory streamlining. 
And were there any other provisions that caught your eye? To stick with orphans, um, the Commission has moved the competence to designate an orphan drug from the EMA to the European Commission. And this is also expected to substantially facilitate the designation process. Um, the system is also going digital by default, so all applications will be electronic. And so member states can choose to move to entirely digital product information. I see. I also saw that the total approval process for centrally authorized products has been reduced from 277 days to 216 days, which seems like a substantial reduction. And also that the scope of a centralized procedure will now extend to all new active substances authorized since 2004. What else is happening with the EMA? Yes, and so that's indeed a very welcome um, evolution. In terms of organizational structure, um, there will only be two committees to navigate, the CHMP and the PRIC. And so orphan pediatric and advanced therapy expertise will be retained in a dedicated working group that can advise these two committees. There will also be more coordination of scientific advice between regulators and the health technology assessors. So companies are actually able to know exactly what sort of trials will allow their products to reach the markets as soon as possible. And then there will also be more coordination of the approval pathways for the medicine and medical device in combination products, which is a very good idea, of course. So all in all, how do you see the changes? Are they problematic or not? Overall, I'd say the proposed changes are concerning, especially in relation to RDP. There also remain a lot of open questions as to, for example, how you would interpret unmet medical needs, the concept of exceptional therapeutic advancement. And I'd say that the system that has been put in place with the conditional incentives will in fact lead to a less predictable system with less legal certainty for companies. But indeed, as you say, there are certainly also improvements such as the regulatory streamlining and also making it more future-proof. Thank you, Tina. I know there's a lot more detail in these two draft legal instruments than we've discussed here. So perhaps we should get together again soon to explore them further. Thanks, Rafi.